hey, welcome back to Catalyst, the CLS West podcast, and welcome to our summer series. Uh, in the summertime, I will be releasing a few episodes here and there, uh, mainly our scripture studies, but on some weeks we might do some uh, trainings or equippings uh, for um, parents and for students just um, to help out with your journey um, throughout the summertime with Jesus. So uh, today we're going to be doing a scripture study over uh, our daily Bible reading plan verse of the day, which is Revelation 9. So turn there with me real quick. I'll go ahead and give you a summary of what this chapter looks like, and then I'll jump into the chapter, and then, uh, yeah, and then we'll be done. So Revelation 9, it's quite a doozy. So Revelation 9 tells us that under the fifth trumpet judgment, John, who is the author of Revelation, this is John's revelation of, uh, from Jesus, um, about the end of the end of the end of times um, and the final judgment. And so uh, chapter nine tells us that under the fifth judgment, uh, fifth trumpet judgment, John sees a star fall from heaven to earth. This star, so-called star, is actually Satan, and he is given the key to the bottomless pit. Using this key, Satan unleashes a plague of supernatural demons resembling locusts. They torment unbelievers for five months with such pain that people seek death unsuccessfully. They appear like horses prepared for battle, and they have a king whose name is Apollyon, which is also means destroyer. Under the sixth trumpet judgment, John sees four angels released from the Euphrates River. Their release coincides with a horde of 200 million demonic mounted troops that kill a third of mankind. Heavy. This is truly, truly heavy. Um, however, the survivors of that attack uh, re- still yet refuse to abandon their idolatry and to repent of their evil deeds. So there you go. That is chapter 9 uh, summary. I'm just going to go ahead and read through it now. Um, then I'll talk about it more a little bit after about what verse actually parallels with this in the Old Testament. Revelation chapter 9. This is the word of the Lord. Then the fifth angel blew his trumpet. And I saw a star that had fallen to earth from the sky. And he was given the king to the shaft of the bottomless pit. And when he opened it, smoke poured out as though though from a huge furnace. And sunlight and air turned dark from the smoke. Then locusts came out from the smoke and descended on the earth. And they were given power to sting like scorpions. They were, not, they were told not to harm the grass or plants or trees, but only the people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. They were told not to kill them, but to torture them for five months with pain like the pain of a scorpion sting. In those days, people will seek death, but will not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee from them. The locusts looked like horses prepared for battle. They had what looked like gold crowns on their heads, and their faces looked like human faces. 
They had hair like women's hair and teeth like the teeth of a lion. They wore armor made of iron, and their wings roared like an army of chariots rushing into battle. They had tails that stung like scorpions, and for five months they had the power to torment people. Their king is the angel of the bottomless pit. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek, Apollyon, the destroyer. The first terror is past, but look, two more terrors are coming. The sixth trumpet, the sixth angel blew his trumpet, and I heard a voice speaking from the four horns of the gold altar that stands in the presence of God. And the voice said to the sixth angel who held the trumpet, release the four angels who are bound at the great Euphrates River. Then the four angels who had been prepared for this hour and day and month and year were turned loose to kill one third of all the people on earth. I heard the size of their army, which was 200 million mounted troops. And in, the, and in my vision, I saw the horses and the riders sitting on them. The riders, wore armors, the riders wore armor that was fiery red and dark blue and yellow. The horses had heads like lions, and fire and smoke and burning sulfur billowed from their mouths. One-third of all of the people on earth were killed by these three plagues. By the fire and smoke and burning sulfur that came from the mouths of the horses. Their power was in their mouths and in their tails, for their tails had heads like snakes, and with the power to injure people. But those people who did not die in these plagues still refused to repent of their evil deeds and turn to God. They continued to worship demons and idols made of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood. Idols that can neither see, nor hear, nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders, or their witchcraft, or their sexual immorality, or their thefts. So that is Revelation 9. Pretty heavy stuff. It's pretty graphic. Um, and descriptive of what these, these creatures will look like. They look like locusts and um, 200 million demons come out. Um, so, and yet, even though a third of the population of Earth is destroyed and wiped out, yet people still won't repent. And that's why it's so necessary for all of us to keep on pressing on and preaching the gospel to people, telling the gospel to people, and helping by planting a seed in their hearts so that they know that judgment is coming. And yet, so I told you that this verse reminded me, it's actually a parallel of Joel 2. Uh, this is in the Old Testament. This is the prophet Joel. He was the second of the 12 minor prophets. So there you got the major prophets, which there's four of them, and then there's the minor prophets that spoke about different things. Um, and Joel's talked about the end times a little bit. So Joel 2 says that, Sound the trumpet in Jerusalem. Raise the alarm on my holy mountain. Let everyone tremble in fear because the day of the Lord is upon us. It is a day of darkness and gloom. 
a day of thick clouds and deep blackness. Suddenly, like dawn spreading across the mountains, a great and mighty army appears. Nothing like it has been seen before or will ever be seen again. Fire burns in front of them and flames follow them after them. Ahead of them, the land lies as beautiful as the Garden of Eden. Behind them is nothing but desolation. Not one thing escapes. They look like horses. They charge forward like war horses. Look, to, look at them as they leap along the mountaintops. Listen to the noise they make like the rumbling of chariots, like the roar of fire sweeping across a field of stubble, or like a mighty army moving into battle. Fear grips all the people. Every face grows pale with terror. The attackers march like warriors and scale the city walls like soldiers. Straight forward, they march, never breaking rank. They never jostle each other. Each moves in exactly the right position. They break through defenses without missing a step. They swarm over the city and run along its walls. They enter all the houses, climbing like thieves through the windows. The earthquakes, the earth quakes as they advance, and the he heavens tremble. The sun and the moon grow dark, and the stars no longer shine. The Lord is at the head of the column. He leads them with a shout. This is his mighty army, and they follow his orders. The day of the Lord is an awesome, terrible thing. Who can possibly survive? That is why the Lord says, Turn to me now while there is still time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Don't tear your clothing in your grief, but tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not punish. Who knows, perhaps he will give you a reprieve, sending you a blessing instead of this curse. Perhaps you will be able to offer grain and wine to the Lord your God as before. Blow the ram's horn in Jerusalem. Announce a time of fasting. Call the people together for a solemn meeting. Gather all the people, the elders, the children, and even the babies. Call the bridegroom from his quarters and the bride from her private room. Let the priests who minister in the Lord's presence stand and weep between the entry room of the temple and the altar. Let them pray, spare your people, Lord. Don't let your special possession become an object of mockery. Don't let them become a joke for unbelieving foreigners who say, has the God of Israel left them? Then the Lord will pity his people and jealousy guard the honor of his land. The Lord will reply, look, I am sending you grain and new wine and olive oil enough to satisfy your needs. You will no longer be an object of mockery among the surrounding nations. I will drive away these armies from the north. I will send them into the parched wastelands. Those in front will be driven into the Dead Sea and those in the rear into the Mediterranean. The stench of their rotting bodies will rise over the land. Surely the Lord 
has done great things. Don't be afraid, O land. Be glad now and rejoice, for the Lord has done great things. Don't be afraid, you animals of the field, for the wilderness pastures will soon be green. The trees will again be filled with fruit. Fig trees and grapevines will be loaded down once more. Rejoice, you people of Jerusalem. Rejoice in the Lord your God. For the rain he sends demonstrates his faithfulness. Once more the autumn rains will come, as well as the rains of spring. The threshing floors will again be piled high with grain, and the presses will overflow with new wine and olive oil. The Lord says, I will give you back what you lost from the swarming locusts, the hopping locusts, the stripping locusts, and the cutting locusts. It was I who sent this great destroying army against you. Once again, you will have all the food you want, and you will praise the Lord your God. Who does these, miracle, who does these miracles for you? Never again will my people be disgraced. Then you will know that I am among my people Israel that I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. Never again will my people be disgraced. Then, after doing all those things, I will pour out my Spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. In those days I will pour out my Spirit, even on servants, men and women alike, and I will cause wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will, be, will turn blood red before the great and terrible day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For the sum Mount, on Mount Zion and Jerusalem will escape, just as the Lord has said. These will be among the survivors whom the Lord has called. Now, it's just so fascinating that Joel, a minor prophet in the Old Testament, is preaching about the same revelation vision that John is having uh, in the New Testament. These two events are one and the same. And the Bible we know to be the true inspired word of God. And so therefore, because it's the true inspired word of God, we know that these events will happen someday. That's why I want to press even more, share the gospel with people. They need to know it because the end of times is coming, the final judgment is coming, and Jesus' return is coming. And we don't know when that day will be. It is a specific day, hour, month, year, that only God the Father knows. So, that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope that you have a wonderful weekend. Well, hey, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and were able to take something away from it to apply to your daily walk with Jesus. Our hope and vision for this podcast is that it would be used as a tool and resource for further discipleship in your home. Catalyst was created to appeal to both students and their parents, so we will be releasing a couple of episodes per week filled with talks like today deep dives into other scripture, and equipping lessons to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. If you liked our content today, be sure to follow us on Spotify. That way you are able to stay up to date with each episode. Thanks for listening, and remember, we want you to know Jesus, grow in Him, and go out to share the good news. 
My name is Thad Risto, and I will see you in the next one.